Adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Florin. The song is sung. Part 7. Three days later, Nikolai stepped into the safe house. They'd gotten the results back from the first few bodies. None of them were drug users. They'd all been healthy until they'd been murdered. But most interesting fact was that they were all roughly the same age. They'd also compiled a file for internal affairs to look into not only dispatch, but a large number of misreported crimes. It turned out all the department heads decided to purge their files, sending them where they belonged. Within three days, internal affairs had more than enough complaints about dispatch, the increased number of LVN, and misreported cases to keep them busy for the years to come. Shane returned to college. They'd spent two wonderful nights together. As he stroked the soft fur fur and the slight purr, he wondered why he really couldn't remain with Shane. He deserved better than he'd found, far better than the men he'd taken up with, and yet Nikolai couldn't see him as anything more than a brief interlude before he was with his soulbound. Part of one night he spent with his master, going over a few potions which might help him and making up bags of tea to take with him. They'd had dinner, and Nikolai told him about the case, seeking more advice. Unfortunately, Zakith didn't have any more to speak of. Shane offered better advice, to become friends with them before he moved on to find the killer. The address he'd been given looked more like a warehouse he'd find in the industrial park than something which belonged six blocks from his home. He studied it. Brick face with a few dirty windows. What could have been an old, faded sign. Nikolai studied it for a long time, trying to make out the words. An old storefront. He corrected as he approached. He wasn't dressed like a cop, but his normal streetwear. Jeans, a pair of warm socks, a pair of better-than-average sneakers rounded out the bottom. A t-shirt made of cotton and a heavy sweatshirt covered his chest and arms. His hair was pulled back in a loose ponytail. He carried his jacket over his shoulder. His walk here wasn't bad, but when he headed home, it'd be cold. While there might be a free bed, he had no intention of sleeping anywhere but home. Pulling the door open, he stepped into what might have been a clothing store long ago. It had been converted for the hockey lao needs. A large kitchen with two upright refrigerators, two chest freezers, a sink, a stack of dirty dishes, and a stove with six burners. He also noticed a wood stove which would suit his needs when he needed to warm up. There were three other doors. One clearly led to the back part, where at one time the stock would have been kept. Another led to what might have been an office, and the last was a possible side door. The walls were stone, the paint chipping off after all these years. He noticed several beds off to another side, opposite the wood burner. A board with several sheets of paper hung on the wall. The floor was still the old tile with the name of the place patterned into it. He'd been right. It was a former clothing store, long since gone. His eyes drifted over the faces. None looked at him. Each one focused on their own private needs. A whoop drew his attention. The group was looking at their phones, clearly playing some kind of game that they were all interested in. Others seemed to be getting up for the day, rolling to the side of their cots, stretching and making grumbling sounds. The office door opened and a tiefling stepped out. He glanced about, then waved at Nikolai. The cop took the man in as he approached, young, a bit older than Nikolai was, his hair cut short, allowing the scars to show clearly. A high-ranked general, if he understood their system. The Alaban noticed a faint tattoo on his arm, some old house markings. Either he'd been kicked from his former house, or he'd been sent here. Judging by the light ink, Nikolai would guess kicked, and someone had tried to remove the tattoo only to fail. Tesla? Yeah, come in. The tiefling wasn't much taller than Nikolai. Tieflings averaged six foot. This one was closer to five nine. 
His hair was dark, like most of their kind. The end of his tail appeared to be a spade. His horns started his temples, gracing the sides of his head. They were more red than his skin's deep orange. At a glance, it was easy to tell that Tesla's hide was thicker, having what appeared to be small scales. His skin would feel more like a snake and less like a lizard. I would thank you for having me, he began. But I believe you do not want me here. You got that right. Look, no offense, but we can take care of our own. I'm aware. Tieflings do not seek outside help. They never have. You might not refuse aid, but you do not actively recruit it either. Even when the odds are stacked against you against the Elven, you do not seek others' aid. He touched the desk, nodding. It was wood and solid. At least this man had taste. I'm not here because I believe you cannot handle this problem, but because I'm not confident it will be settled before others suffer. Tesla blinked, then took a seat. Alright, I'll agree with you there. Asa is becoming a problem, and these murders aren't helping. It is for the killer I am here. Though I'll give you aid so you can deal with Asa. <laughs> not gonna stop us. I'm aware of how you deal with those who have taken what is not theirs. Asa will be killed by either brother, or perhaps by both. Unlike others, I understand there is an order to things. You must be the ones to deal with her, or there will never be rest in this house. The tiefling nodded ever so slowly. Well, can't say I was expecting someone outside our kind to understand. You, uh... You're supposed to teach my men how to fight? Nikolai nodded. And uh, if I said I wanted you to patrol or help out with other things? The Aliban lifted a shoulder. It would depend on what these patrols or tasks entail. I'll not help you break the law. We have a board out there. A lot of our jobs help someone carry the groceries home, pick up the mail from the post office, stuff like that. They're harmless, completely legal, but they let us stay in touch with the community. You cool for those? I believe so. We may select what task we wish to do. It was Tesla's turn to nod. Then yes, I believe I can, in fact, handle those. Should I assume they are paid? You got it. Ah, question. Can you cook? Nikolai nodded. I can. I presume I will be asked to make a meal. If you wouldn't mind. Most of my people can't cook. Clean. Hell, we're lucky if one of them can figure out how to run the dishwasher. I know you're just here to teach us how to fight, but... There was something about this man. He could almost see him as a member of the house. The old stories about the lost northern tribe came back to him. Was it even possible the Aliban were in fact that missing tribe? Were the myths true that once they had been brothers? He doubted it, yet there was a kinship like none other with this white-haired man. Would you like me to help educate your men not only in the art of fighting, but in how to care for themselves? Yeah, I know that's... I believe I can do that. Nikolai got more comfortable. Though the lessons will need to be handled first. I fear there's not much time before the tension will break. You must be ready. Also will not wait. Even if she is not the one behind the murders, they are hurting your base. Her time to strike draws near. Shit. Tesla leaned back until his head hung over the back of the chair. Not what I wanted to hear. No, I suspect not. How many have you lost? Including this most recent? Four. The first one was from another group. Loyal to her, but starting to swing our way. Nikolai took the information in, folding one leg over the other. What did he do? Tesla made a face. Not sure what I can tell you. Least of all what might help.
What job did he do for the mob? For the most part, he drove. He was one of our main drivers. We'd bring the money out from either halls or clubs or other establishments, and he'd take us to the bank. Three times a week, he was behind the wheel. The rest of the time, he was running odd jobs or patrolling. He had a section he'd watch, took the odd jobs once in a while. And for personal, he had a bit of a sweet tooth. So far, it didn't sound like anyone had a good reason to want him dead. Did he live here? Was he loyal to Decure? The tiefling nodded. Yeah, to both. He had a girl. She had her own place. Once in a while, he'd stay there. Do you know if anyone's told her? I'm not sure. I was not the one to examine his phone. He checked with Sachi, see if she knew. Maybe the girlfriend would be able to shed some light on his killer. When did he join the house? Shortly after I did. Interesting. Considering the age of the marks on the other's head, how long have you been part of the house? Uh, nine to ten years. I think closer to ten. Ten years? May I ask about your former house? What? I've never. The tattoo on your arm says differently. I do not believe it's a local house. Perhaps West Coast? Central. Not Southern. The Southern Teethwing houses did something odd for their markings. Tesla covered his arm with the other. For a moment, his eyes remained hard. Then they softened. Fine. You got me. I'm from out west. There were issues with my former head. He didn't like the way things were being run. A bunch of us split off. He declared war. We stood our ground for a time, but... You lost too much ground and were forced to flee. Tesla rocked a hand. Yeah, we lost a lot of good people. When I left, I swore I'd never join another house. You see how far that got me. Nikolai could almost understand his sentiment. Why did you? A lot of reasons. I needed a place to lay low. I needed cash so I could keep going. I met Volley. He was looking for people who knew something about the way a house worked. Wanted to build a force. He told me about the problems. Sounded a hell of a lot like what I'd already been through. So I said, no way. No thanks. A few nights later, I ran into it again. I was on the streets, trying to panhandle. And doing it badly, I might add. He asked if I wanted to make some cash. I said, sure. I was hungry and tired and sick of the streets, so why not? He told me that we were waiting for somebody who could drive. I told him I could, so I got behind the wheel. Drove out to a place, waited for the drop. When we arrived, I got my first look at Asa. Everything about her rubbed me wrong. She was trouble with a capital T. I felt it as soon as I saw her. Nothing like the guy I'd worked for before. How were they different? Tesla might not be as sensitive as Volley to people, but he had a good feeling the longer he spoke to Nikolai. Although they'd been close friends, even after this. A lot of ways. The guy I worked for before at least gave a shit about those under him. Nikolai lifted a hand. I can understand not wishing to name names, or the house. You have clearly gone to some lengths to hide where you come from. However, names do make stories easier. <laughs> you make a point. Let's call him... Scott. For you? Yes. So Scott cared about those under him? Then why the war? In order to understand that, I have to explain what was going on. A lot of us, those who broke off, wanted to see things run differently. My former house ran a protection racket. A lot of people hated it. Hated us. Scott, though, was a good gig. Easy money. Paul, the guy I broke off with, wanted something more. Want something to drink? Nikolai nodded. If you have tea, yes please. Let me make sure I understand this correctly. Scott ran the house and headed the protection gig. 
Paul with someone under him who wanted more. You got it. When Paul asked for volunteers to prove we could make more cash in another venture, I jumped on it. A bunch of us did. I think that's what pissed Scott off. Most of his muscle left. We were making good money, handing it over to Scott, proving we didn't need to run a protection to come out on top. For three months, we made double what he was pulling in. Then why... Thank you. He took the offer glass. It was cold and instant, but it would do. Tesla took a seat once more, sipping his cola. Because Scott was losing ground. Paul was looking more and more like the head of the house, and Scott didn't like that. If he hadn't declared war on us, somebody else would have, and we'd lost the house. Nikolai puzzled for a moment. He would have lost his financial base, putting him in a position of weakness. If this Paul had just to remove him, he easily could have simply by keeping the money for himself. Funny. An outsider understands better than we did. Yeah, you got it. Paul tried to tell him. Scott didn't want to hear it, fell on deaf ears. We were loyal to Scott, just wanted a different way of doing things. In the end, it didn't matter. Scott declared war, hired outside help. Mercenaries who didn't give a damn who they killed, as long as they were paid. In the end, the longer the war went on, the more of us were hurting. By the time I left the house, the Allies were moving in to take over. No one wanted to work for them, so everyone who'd followed Paul took off. Last I heard, Scott was some low-rank position and finally saying we were right all along. The yellow man sipped the tea. It really wasn't bad, for instance. How does this compare to Asa? Simple answer? Scott was meant to lead a house. Asa? She was supposed to be having babies. Scott cared about people, in general. His own specific, but he also cared about those around us. Allies got a small cut of what we made, so it was worth their time to help us out. Asa? She don't give a shit. She'd rather see Florin burn! Then anyone else take over the house. Scott? Scott made sure the battles were kept to our area and nobody connected got hurt. Or at least, he tried. Like I said, the mercenaries didn't give a shit who they killed. I'll give them both this. They like easy. Asa? She wants a steak dinner and fuck the rest. Scott? Well, that's why Scott ran protection. Protection's pretty easy. Mess a shop up, people pay. The other stuff, whorehouses, gambling halls, the rest of our work, that all takes work. But it makes good money. And Scott also liked money. Not as much as Asa, though. I see. How long after Asa took over did you join up? <laughs> you misunderstand. I joined the year before she took the house. Dakir and Vali were being groomed to take over. The plan was Asa would be married off. So, while the boys ran things, Asa did her nails. This surprised Nikolai. Not what he was saying, but the age. You were 13 yourself? No, I'm 28. 18? You'd have never guessed Tesla was that much older than himself. I thought you were my age. I am. Aren't I? No, you are several years older than I. The tiefling's eyes widened. Seriously, you're a detective. That takes years. The Aliban lifted his shoulder as he took another draft of his tea. I suppose. But then, I did not attend college for four years. I spent six months at the academy, then six months on traffic. I moved to the gang squad for two years, then homicide for the last three. I earned my stars when I left the gang squad. Twenty... Three? This man was only twenty-three, and he'd already made this much of a name for himself? Before meeting the Aliban, he'd never believe it. He'd have sworn that Nikolai had paid someone off, but now, sitting here, chatting... He could believe it. Shit, 
You gotta be the youngest detective on the force. So I'm told. It didn't matter to him that he was young. He'd proven enough times to be damn good at what he did. Let those who were older complain. If they did their jobs and stopped worrying about impressing someone, then maybe they would pull ahead of him. What can you tell me about the other victims? Uh, about as much as I told you about Vess. We don't talk about our private lives. The Aliban could understand. Cops talked about their private lives. Wives and husbands chatted frequently. But those in the mob, unless they were family and kin, didn't. While Tesla might be a general, he was all about business. Maybe if he hadn't suffered the loss of his former house, he'd be more friendly with those under him. Did he also drive? No, he was just a guard for the pickup men. He would go out with the guys to pick up the cash from the halls twice a week. Was it common for Volley to go? No. Normally, Dekir would have gone, but he got a call that day from Asa wanting him at the main house. Dekir asked Volley to go. He might not look it, but the kid's got damn good sense about things. I can't tell you how many times he saved Dekir's ass. This was interesting. How so? Well, example. A few months ago, Dekir had a line on some goods. Cheap. According to his information, they were high-end. Everything was a go until the night of. Then, Volley calls Dekir and says, Call it off! Something felt wrong. He couldn't really explain any better than that, but Dekir did what he was asked. Whole operation. Three months of planning. I can't tell you how many contracts and promises Dekir had to make to get this deal. Turned out, Volley was right. Someone rather drop out. Cops all over the place. No way he'd been able to get the stuff and get out without someone being arrested. Sure, we lost some cash, and we lost some trust. Nowhere near what we would have lost if he had gone through with it. Most interesting. How often does this happen? That we cancel job? Not often. That Volley has a sense about things? All the flipping time. Whenever Dekir goes out to recruit, he takes Volley. He's got a sense about people. When Dekir sets up a meeting with a new ally, Volley's right next to him. He knows that the guy's being straight with us. Could be why Elsa hates him. He knows things she doesn't, and she hates not knowing anything. Nikolai doubted that was the case. More than likely, her wrath was geared at Dekir, and she just used Volley to get at him. A sort of double punishment. So Volley wasn't supposed to be there. Correct. Makes me wonder. If Elsa's behind this, did she know Volley would go in his place? Possible. But what about the third? Was he another guard or a driver? No, he was a ground pounder. At the confused look, Tesla explained. Sorry. He worked the whorehouse. Kept the girls in line, made sure the jobs paid, no one treated the girls badly, stuff like that. He was damn good at it, too. Kept them clean and happy. Never had to raise his hand, and he didn't have to get rough with the guys, either. Nikolai would love to see a map of all their places of business. It'd be interesting to see if the murders took place in a location that they worked. Did they both live here? Tesla nodded. Officially, they lived at one of the safe houses, but Kurt stayed at the whorehouse for the most part. Once in a while, he'd come back here, drop off the house, take, grab a meal, sometimes cook, took a job. When each man was killed, were they due to make a delivery of funds? Perhaps having just done so. Denton, yeah, but the others? No, I don't know anything about Shen. He was the first victim. So it was possible Shen was making a cash delivery. Who was he loyal to? Asa. He thought we were the fool for trying to break away. Didn't matter how many times he went without pay or how often he was shorted, nor how often he tried to see us about it. He never changed his tune. According to him, we were the ones who were going to fall. That she won what was best, and we were the reason he was shorted. Funny thing. Just before his murder, we had gotten word that he was starting to come around, though. 
Could be motive? Could he have been correct? Not a chance. Takira makes sure she gets plenty of cash to keep the house running and her people paid. Now he's paid her people when she refused because, and I quote, there wasn't enough in the accounts to pay anyone. If he didn't, she'd outright attack us. Like I said, as long as she gets a steak dinner, she doesn't give a shit. Most of the businesses she's in charge of aren't doing well. She blames the people, but she won't do anything to change it. That sounded promising. What is the cause? Besides her laziness, she won't change with the times. We run a lot of hands-on businesses. Gambling, whorehouses, spying drugs, guns, you name it. A few years ago, we started to see a drop. People were starting to do shit online. They were gambling. They wanted to book their time with a whore. They wanted to pay with a card. Hell. They wanted to order their drugs online and have them shipped. We needed a better way. So the brothers sat down. Figured out how they could use the internet to our advantage. Now everything's wired up for the internet. People gamble online. They book their time with the whores. They even set up times and appointments to pick up the drugs. Just between you and me. We've had a couple people who actually would drive out to someone's house and drop the shit off, as long as they get cash in return. Two or three years ago, we took things even a step further, got everything licensed. Volley's idea. He claimed, and he proved right, that we'd pay less in fines if we got caught, as long as things were licensed. Elsa, she didn't believe it. Still won't. Nothing under her is licensed. Which means, she's getting busted half the time and has to pay more fines and fees than we do. I did mention she's lazy, right? A truly wise move on all fronts. By moving to the internet, they attracted those from outside the city. Yes, they lost some revenue due to fees, but they could gain more customers. Filing the proper paperwork with the city, they didn't risk being arrested or fined for illegal activity. Again, they lost part of their income, but they didn't risk the girls being arrested or the places closed down. A wise decision. Do you know off the top of your head what the fee is the city charges? Not really. I don't take care of that end of the bookkeeping. That's on to cure. Though if you ask Ursa, he doesn't even take care of the books. She thinks everything's a waste of time, unless it involves her meal, her nails, or a new dress. If she'd been smart, she'd find some rich motherfucker and marry him and get the hell out of the way and let us do our job. But she likes power and control, and she can't have that by being under somebody else. Interesting. Smart licensing everything. A great deal of what the traffic officers do is find businesses which are not licensed and hit them. The city generates over half their income from the fines you spoke of. When I worked for the Riki, I convinced them to license every building. They moved their drug sales to the back of the bar or their other businesses, though I don't suspect that would work as well for you. Maybe not, but it wouldn't hurt and get the guys off the street. You know, that's sort of illegal. Ah, uh, but see, I have done nothing. If you decide to change your business practices based on what others have done, it is your call. I'm not pushing your drugs or working your halls. But by locations being licensed, they're legal. To a point. I will not work those locations. However, I have no qualms in preventing the city from stopping you. Tesla blinked. His glass empty saved the ice. I thought you cops were supposed to stop illegal activity. Nikolai inclined his head. True. However, my responsibility is to keep the peace, to solve crimes with a victim. What our mayor wishes is the Eleven control once more. He refuses to see the Eleven punished for the same crimes you are fined or jailed for. This does not sit well with myself or others. Therefore, those departments run by races other than the Eleven make it our... He hesitated for a moment, thinking of the right word. 
calling to hinder them as much as possible. Damn, no wonder Vi likes you. He liked the Aliban as well. Let me show you around. Give you a chance to meet everyone in the house. Get your bed, stuff like that. Thank you. What do you use the back area for? Tessa lifted a shoulder. Nothing. We don't have the people to put back there. Is there light? Sure. Whole place has power. Why? A thought. If you are not using that back area for people, what about food? You could use part of it to grow food. Things that don't need much space. You could also raise livestock. Chickens, ducks, pigs, other things which don't need much room to move. Even goats, if you could provide them with enough food. Tessa's mouth dropped. If they turned that huge empty space into a garden or even a pasture for fowl, they could have fresh meat and eggs. They could almost split it in half, having both. I'll run up past my second, see what he says. Be a hell of a way to make some extra income, and teach people responsibility along with having a steady supply of food. He looked at the pale-skinned Alaban. Even if he couldn't teach them how to fight, he might have just given them a way to destroy Asa completely without a war. Nikolai followed Tesla out into the main area. He was interested how Tesla would explain his presence. The tour took longer thanks to the time they took to map out the back room. The first stop was to introduce him to the members of the safe house. As such, he's gotten a good look at everyone. And while every one of the Aliban could learn magic, it seemed not all tieflings could. He hadn't felt a spark in a few of them, though they were determined to try. Tussler explained to Kira had hired him to teach them not only how to fight and use magic, but also to help them become more domestic. He's got a few ideas already, which if they're cleared, he'll be asked to help with. Tessa had then turned and asked if he'd be willing to help select the right people for the job. Of course. In that single interaction, it became clear to Nikolai Tesla was willing to use any resources he could for the betterment of his people. Good. If the cure was the same, the Hakilao was already on their way to a better future, once they removed Asa. It will take a few days, but I believe I will be able to help. That works. It'll take a few days to get things set up anyway. Any questions? He scanned the room. No? Good. Sign-up sheet will be on the board. I expect to see all your names on it. With that, they headed to the warehouse part of the building. After spending an hour in the back room, plotting out where to put the plants and what sort of animals might do well there, they returned to the office. Both men were smiling, though Tesla couldn't really tell on Nikolai. He dropped into his chair. You know, I might have hated the idea when Dekir brought it up, but I'm glad I agreed. Nikolai took a seat as well. As am I. You wish to see what chickens cost and their feed. Could you? I was going to look into lumber and dirt. Unfortunately, no. He lifted a hand. Not because I do not wish to help further, or a lack of knowledge, but my phone does not access the internet. Besides that, if I was to use yours while you used your computer, it would take many adjustments for me to be able to do so. This didn't seem right. How so? Instead of answering, Nikolai pulled out his phone. Is it on? He handed it over, allowing Tesla to play around with it. No, it's not. I assure you it is. In order for me to use most devices, the brightness has to be turned all the way down. While my people can see well, our eyes are designed to handle the glare off the snow, not the backlight of technology. Tesla made a face, then struggled to turn off the brightness. Once he had it on just enough to see the screen, 
He turned the device. This is too bright. When Nikolai winced as though a flashlight had been shown in his face, he swore. Yes, at least with technology I can adjust the brightness. Like the VAR event, my eyes take time to adjust to sudden changes in light. Unlike them, mine take far too long to make driving possible. You can't drive? How? No. I understand the rules of the road, just fine. And perhaps I could handle driving in daylight, but not night. Or any other time headlights might be employed. Some of the newer vehicles were programmed to have their headlights on at all times, even on a very bright sunny day. As such, Nikolai couldn't do any of the driving, either on the force or for the mob. Fair enough, I'll handle the internet searches. Before he could go on, the door opened, admitting a rather tall and bulky tiefling. Nikolai, meet Dallin, my second. Nikolai offered a hand, getting a good, firm handshake in response. A pleasure. I hope it's alright, but he knows about your real reason for being here and who you are. I see no harm in it. As long as word does not spread to the masses, there should not be an issue. No worries. I can keep my mouth shut. So what's this other project? What if I told you we could? Once more the door opened. Nikolai didn't need to see who entered. His soul cried out, needing to be close to the young man. Volley, just in time. I got away as quick as I could. He took a seat, right next to Nikolai. Everyone wants to know when they can sign up. They're excited. I'm pleased. Valet had healed nicely, though it was clear he had a ways to go still. I'm sure your brother will wish to know what I suggested to Tesla. Valet beamed. Even if he doesn't, I do. So? I only suggested that you use the back part of this building to turn into a small farm. Dallin and Valet's mouth dropped. That's... Down looked at Valley, then Tessa. Ingenious. Why the hell didn't we think of that? Because most of us are city-born. Valley's eyes danced. The red shifting into bright yellow. Nikolai studied those expressive eyes. Like so many of his kind, the color of their eyes reflected their emotions. If he could learn all the different combinations, he'd always know what the young man was thinking, or at least feeling. To do so, though, he'd need to spend a lot of time around the youth, something he dearly wanted and dreaded at the same time. There will need to be a few changes made to the building, however. <laughs> Nothing we can't handle. Valley agreed. It'd be good for some of the younger guys. They could learn a trade, or at least see if they're interested in construction. Good point. I'll see if anyone has the basic skills. Just give me a rundown on what needs to be changed. Nikolai's hand was light as he began to write out what they would need. If they could bring in more natural light, it'd be better, but heat lamps would work well. Perhaps in time, they could think about altering the building more, however to get things started, quickly. They only needed a few items. You will want to build boxes for the plants, and with plenty of dirt for the root system to expand. The chickens will need some feed and a place to rest. A coop is what I believe it is called. Let's say seven to ten boxes, Folly began leaning over Nikolai's shoulder. Say three foot wide by four foot deep. That should do, yes. The youth stood too close. Nikolai could smell him, feel his presence like a second skin. He couldn't make up his mind if he disliked it or welcomed it. Depending on the number of chickens, you will wish to have a large living space for them. Tesla, who had walked the back area several times with Nikolai, added, I'm thinking we can split the space down the middle. The left-hand side will be for the plants, the right, foul. Dallin nodded, grabbing the list as Nikolai handed it over. 
Anything we need special? I do not know. Tesla was about to look into what chickens eat. Molly blinked, the colors of his eyes changing to more red-blue. You don't know? We did not have chickens. He lifted his shoulder, then began his next list. The equipment he'd need ranged. Unfortunately, until he really got started, he wouldn't know if the tiefling simply didn't know how to use the magic or had no will to draw from. I fear I may not be able to teach as many as we hope to use the magic. Why not? Tesla asked, wondering if he was going back on his word. Unlike my own, it seems not all of yours are born with the ability to reach your magic. I believe the younger ones I can help, but those over thirty will not be able to learn. I will try, but I make no promises. He passed the sheet over. Tesla blinked. A basic fighting sign-up sheet? Yes, I believe it would be wise to start with the basics. See how your people fight. There are too many to teach at once. Also, it would be unwise to have all your men training at the same time. I will run three different training times. This will allow your men to do other tasks throughout the day. He wouldn't run his training the same way as his own had been done. No sun-up till dinner for these men. Three hours would be more than enough. Once they had the basics, and I'm confident they can fight, I will set up time for those who wish to learn magic with the ability to do so. Can we? Dallin pressed. I mean, those of us in this room, can we learn magic? Nikolai didn't have to look at them. He knew. Yes. Dallin, I believe yours will take the form of protection. Tesla, you had some previous training, do you not? You might not be able to create the whip, but you are more advanced than anyone else. Volley. Now he did look at the tiefling. Those expressive eyes would haunt him. If I am correct, you will be able to not only learn all your sister knows, but surpass her. The room was still as each person processed that information. Vali recovered first. You serious? I am. I believe you had the best chance. Dekir might be at her level. However, I doubt he would be able to pass her as you will. How the hell do you know that? There was a mix of fear in Tesla. Could this man know more about him than he let on? Nikolai lifted a shoulder. I'm basing my judgment off of what I know of my own kind. Our two races are similar enough. I believe I can draw the correct conclusion. Your kind has a well of power, much like our own. The deeper the well, the more power you can draw from it. He didn't add that there was also the feel to that well, that each person's power would be slightly different. Many of your men have either sealed the well or do not have it. Those who have sealed the well might be able to unseal it given time. Those without, I feel there's no way to create one. How do you know I was trained? Ah, so that's what he wanted to know. That is easy. There is a slight stirring in your will, as though the power is alive, moving. Those who have never touched their magic, their power remains still, dormant. You have not used yours in a very long time, and you were never very good at it. Given the right instruction, I believe you could be very good indeed. Okay, so why are you so sure mine's all about protection? Dan wasn't sure if he was indignant, or just curious. Nikolai hadn't ever been good at explaining what he felt or why. Because of what your spirit is. At the looks, he shook his head. I will explain this in full to all, but each person embodies an element. There are four. Fire, earth, wind, and ice, or water, if you prefer. Water is the most flexible. It can be unyielding, fluid, or not even present. Air can be gentle or strong. Earth does not bend easily. 
They are unmoving when they wish to be. Fire is the most powerful and the most dangerous. A fire spirit is always waging battle, both with themselves and others. With that said, those who embody fire are the best warriors. They are the most likely to stand before an army and not fall. He knew all about fire and the forms it took. Which are we? Tesla, you are water. Decure is wind. Dallin, you are earth. Volley. He couldn't tell if Volley was a mix of fire and ice with a hint of the others, or if he was a perfect blend of all of them, just like Nikolai himself was. The element of spirit. The rarest of all elements. It was so rare, they didn't even speak of it until one showed up. Throughout their history, there had only been a handful, and Nikolai was one of them. None had been seen since they had been changed into the Alaban until he was born. His mother thought he was fire, then wind. She had been shocked when he seemed to embody earth later, before she finally realized he was spirit, a flawless mix of the four in perfect balance. If Valley was the same, what did that mean? The Alaban had no idea. I'm unsure. Once we begin, I shall have a better idea. Vali sagged. He'd been hoping he was water like Tesla. Why can't you tell? You have many traits which are similar to each element. The drive to stand against the odds, the ease of change, the determination to remain unmoving, and protect those around you. The fluidity not to be there. Until I see you in action, I will not know which and thus what fighting style suits you best. So you teach based off that element? Dallin almost liked the sound of this. Nikolai lifted a shoulder. Yes and no. If there are enough of one, I will consider breaking into groups. However, ice and air are similar enough that they share many traits. They are often seen as cousins, working well together. So you want to go up against an element which is your opposite? To a point, yes. Fire should never face water, but air can fuel fire's anger. Earth can stand against air and water, though fire might break through. Fire can win if it can foster water. Earth will fall if water and air find a crack. Air and water will do until one weakens. I think I get it. Tesla rose to get more to drink. You're saying that even if the core elements are opposite, they might not have trouble, if they know how to exploit the other's element? The Alaban smiled, though only he knew it. That would be correct. Few can master what I'm talking about, but those that can are the best warriors. I plan to make sure you all learn this well. You must learn to recognize what element your opponent wields, and then counter it. Dallin's eyes danced. I'm looking forward to it. We shall start tomorrow. He rose. I will be back early. Be sure to have those filled out. Will do. With that, Nikolai left the room. He needed to get away from Bali. It was too early in the day to really go home, and yet he didn't want to start training people just yet. He needed time to think, to plan how he would reach them all. Hey, wait up! Vali's voice broke through his thoughts. He stopped, allowing the youth to come up beside him. Where are you going? Home. Vali made a face, his eyes darkening to deep red. We have beds here. The Alban turned to face him. I'm aware. However, as I told Tesla, I have no reason to remain here. I have my own place, where I'm comfortable. I guess. Where are you parked? I'll walk you out. I'm not. I do not drive. Valerie's eyes brightened for an instant. I could drive you home. He could at that. For what felt like forever, Nikolai considered. All right. But I have a condition. 
Which is? You allow me to treat you to lunch. Could he feel it too? The way they just sort of clicked? Sounds great. Let me grab my jacket and keys. Why the hell did he agree to the ride, let alone offering to treat the young man? If Nikolai was honest, he knew. He didn't want to be potted, and having a little one-on-one -on -one time would assure him that rejecting Valley was his best option. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Walking to Florin. Join us next time for The Song is Sung, Part 8. Written, directed, and produced by Corn Panther. Follow me on social media at Minds, Tumblr, and Discord. Links below. Welcome to Florin is licensed under Creative Commons Attribute Non-Commercial Share Alike License 4.0 International.